<clears throat> well, it's a, uh, it's a good time to be throwing out some thoughts for a podcast. Things are going to be changing a lot. I know I've probably said that a few times, as we all have, but COVID certainly changed a lot of things. And as we get into a, I don't know if it's post-COVID, but as we get into a more relaxing of the rules situation, you'll find that things have changed to the point where there is no return to the old old life for many people. So here in New Zealand, we have tourism looking to start again, and guess what? We have a major problem. This problem is shared by many other countries, and that's not enough staff. Staff, people that are employed, people that work, whether they are full-time or part-time, casual, whether they're Kiwis, in other words, New Zealanders, or uh, people who are here on a working holiday, we're short of them. As we get back to uh, more tourists coming into the country from overseas, the expectations that they, big abundance that they would have had previously, it's going to be a pretty hard challenge to get that level of service up if you're short of staff. So that's one thing. Secondly, the price of fuel is, well, it's, a, it's really meant that the, the cost of living's you know, way up there. Everything's going up in price. Uh, there are various reasons for the uh, cost of fuel going up, but suffice to say, it affects everything because everything has to be shipped from one place to another unless you're buying it at the source, which is obviously not normally the case. You're going to have to pay money for a bigger buy, and you have to pay money for getting it shipped to where you buy it from. So we have shortage of staff in the tourism sector, which means obviously there's a problem, and there are many facets to this problem. But the other thing is that uh, people may leave to go to Australia. Because Australia also is short of staff by the sound of it, but they offer higher wages. And as far as I know, and I might be wrong, but as far as I know, the houses are cheaper. So if you're in the market for a house in New Zealand, well, it's they're very expensive. And although the prices are dropping, they're, they're not dropping uh, fast enough for some people who have uh, limited funds. When I say limited funds, I mean, you have to get a deposit from a bank. And there are rules, there's certain rules about that. And you can co-own, so you can, not only one person can buy, get a mortgage, but others, you know, can jump in. I'm not too sure about how it works, but it's definitely an option now. And importantly, your equity in the property is represented by how much of it you actually own. And that depends on how much deposit you put on and how much you paid off. Now, if the house price drops significantly, you might find that your mortgage is worth is more expensive than what the house is worth, and that's the term for that overseas. As many of you will know, is underwater. In New Zealand, you can't walk away from that. We only have one state, and that's the whole country. So, <clears throat> a bigger pardon. If you've um, if you'll find yourself in that situation, it's it's not a good place to be. I I don't think the banks 
necessarily want to see you uh, foreclosed upon or don't want to see you sell a mortgagee sale either. There's many reasons for all these things. But suffice to say, it's very difficult for a New Zealander to buy a house unless they've got a good job. Now, what say they lose that job? What say technology takes that job overall? Overseas, people doing the, the same job online take over that job. If these people have got a mortgage, uh, which is expensive because the house prices are expensive, they have to pay that mortgage on a regular basis. If they lose the job, well, they might even have up to a year where people say, oh, you're poor, you're poor thing, let's give you a hand. But after that, you're going to say, well, reality strikes. If you can't pay your mortgage or what you owe, we will force a sale of your property. And imagine how horrible that is. So I think people are looking at the future and they're saying, well, does my job look like it's going to be around in 20 years' time? If you have a 20-year mortgage, will your job be around for 20 years? And that's debatable. What jobs are there that could be 20 years? Well, I don't know. Many that I would be saying right now, I mean, you look at firemen, there'll always be fires. Policemen, there'll always be, you know, criminal activity, I would presume. Uh, military, well, I don't know uh, how that is, uh, you know, how that's just going to work out. Um, government departments, well, they, they can chop and change. So is it IT that you look at? Well, that also changes. Is it tourism? Well, if it's tourism, <coughs> beg your pardon, then you've got a problem of, having to get staff. So I would imagine 2023 is probably about the time that New Zealanders will have uh, trained staff, providing they're not seduced to go to Australia. And that means that the wages have to be better than Australia. And the conditions have to be better. And, you know, the house prices are going to be affordable. So I don't really know if there's an easy fix for any of it. And I'm not saying it's just New Zealand. It's obviously all sorts of places. Um, all sorts of places have these different problems. So the problems for today are we are going to open the gates to tourism, but we're probably not fully staffed yet, and it's going to take you a few months before those uh, staff positions uh, are filled. Next, we have people who are going to be lured to other places like Australia because higher wages, higher salaries, higher wages, uh, perhaps... You know, if you wanted to live there, you could you could look at purchasing a house or buying a property. And it's, from all accounts, more affordable there than it is here, here in New Zealand. Here in New Zealand, prices uh, for real estate have gone to an astronomical level where they're just way, 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 way out of control. And they're starting to uh, reduce in price now. And we're building a whole lot of new houses. Uh, some of them, they don't look fantastic, I must admit. So New Zealand's changing. It's, it's creeping out towards the um, the small towns of New Zealand too. Everything's sort of changing. And there's a rapidity, uh, there's a rapidity, a rapid acceleration of uh, house building in, in uh, cities like Auckland. And those houses are more of a squash department type sort of scenario where there's limited space for uh, gardens and outdoor and also for garages. So ironically, where most people have two or three cars in a family, there's, there's more than likely garaging for one. You're encouraged to take 
public transport. So anything within 10 minutes walk of public transport, like you know, buses and you know, trains, is going to be um, uh, sought after, or it's going to be thought to be sought after, and apartments en masse, or flats en masse, I don't know what you actually call one of these things, uh, whether it's apartments or flats or uh, in housing, small housing, they will be uh, they will be built within a ten minutes radius of, of that, and people will be encouraged to take uh, to take uh, you know uh, public transport. Now the zoo, I was in the zoo in Auckland yesterday, looking around there, and it was said that the car park, which was full, I must I must say, very full, apparently. AT is going to take that over, which probably means they're going to charge for parking at the zoo. I don't know what the charges will be. I've no idea, but you know this gives an indication that if you've got a car, you're going to be paying for that car, not only at the pump, not only at the garage, not only with the warrants for registration, but you're going to be paying a lot more money, I think, for parking. So... We can't expect free rides in different places, excuse the pun, one would say. However, when you have uh, parking and that's going to cost you X amount of dollars and you go to some place, then you, you've got to build this factor in. Do you catch a bus or a train? And that's what appears to be the, the case. You know, are cars welcome in the CBD? No, I don't think so. Uh, this is Auckland I'm talking about. Is Auckland a welcoming place for um, you know the CBD for people in general? Yes, I think it is, but for Kiwis, for New Zealanders who don't want to buy an expensive handbag, um, I suppose it is, but it's changed. Everything's changed. Auckland in the 60s and 70s was a, was a different beast. Mind you, most places were different uh, then. However, what we're looking at is in order to maintain a mortgage of a property and have a great life that's stress-free, you've got to maintain that job. So my advice to everybody is plan that second career or third career or fourth career or fifth career out now in your spare time. Look at ways that you can make other money, make money. Uh, for those who are younger and going to go overseas, that's a, that's a pretty good idea. Anyway. Let's call this a day right now. It's an interesting conversation. Lots more to say. If you've got the time to listen, um, I'm, um, I'm happy to continue. Take care and have a good day.